due season is starting to become quite triggering to me because I want my season to be now. But the Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his time. And sometimes the time that we want is not the same time that God says now. And that's okay. But what we have to understand is we have to have patience when we have to keep a cool head because that pressure is going to fall on us while we're waiting for that due time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Um, and yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm back on this mic once again, episode 58, almost at 60. Um, and I will say, quick uh, PSA, I guess. Unassociated is turning two years old this month, August 26th. Um, so it's a very special month. Um, we're planning like a whole week long thing. So just be on the lookout. I believe the first day of that week is the 23rd. So be on the lookout for that. We got some good things coming this month. Um, so yeah, um, but we're going to get right into it today. You know, I, I don't want to do all the small talk. I, I did my whole PSA. I got that out the way. But let's, let's talk about the real stuff today. Of course, I'm talking about pressure because you guys know, you know, I've been very transparent with, you know, me not knowing exactly what's going to happen next in my life. God's been giving me promises, of course. Um, So I don't want to say like, mind you, like when I say I don't know what's going to happen next, I know what's supposed to happen next. I'm going to keep that to myself for now. I know what's supposed to happen next, but I just don't know how exactly it's going to happen. Just a quick disclaimer. Um, Postgrads, you know, been putting a lot of pressure on me. Um, not exactly knowing how everything's going to happen next, put a lot of pressure on me. Um, waking up day after day in this quarantine, in this time of COVID-19, not being able to do exactly what I want to do, see the people I want to see, whatever it might be, having all this redundancy every day, it's just all put a lot of pressure on me and with no real... It's, it's just, it's been, I've been able to relieve it all, of course, you know, cause God has been faithful, but it's, it's definitely been hard. You know what I'm saying? And I want to continue to speak about this if that's okay. And if these episodes begin to be a little redundant, then, um, sorry. Um, but I don't think they're redundant. I think that's just me talking and me critiquing myself, but I don't care because if God gave me this message, then I'm going to say it. So we're talking about pressure again. Um, and this time I have more information to give you because I've thought about two real things that we need in order to beat this pressure, because I will say pressure is very dangerous. Um, this message, I guess the derivation of this message started or the origin of this message started last Sunday. Um, but the Sunday school teacher at my church was speaking on a great message. He was talking about Saul, King Saul, the first king of Israel, the one that was appointed um, by God through the prophet Samuel to be the first king, even though, you know, the children of Israel, God didn't really want them to have a king. He wanted to be, you know, God over the people without a king, but they chose to be a king. And long story short, um, just know that Saul was the first king of Israel, but Saul made his mistakes. And I'll tell you right now, quick spoiler alert, you should read this story yourself, but we're going to go into it today. Saul made mistakes that ended up him being removed as king, not removed as king, but removed as the anointed one, kind of. Um, And then you have King David, you know, David and Goliath came right after Saul. Saul messed up. That's what you got to know. And we're going to talk about how Saul messed up, the moral of Saul's story Um, and how it all relates to pressure. 
because you need to have patience and a cool head with when dealing with pressure. Um, and I will say throughout Saul's kingship, pressure was a thing that he had to deal with every day. And ultimately, he cracked under pressure. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, all of us, we're worrying. We're feeling dreadful. We're feeling meaningless. We're scared. We're waking up each day. Last night, I was literally just laying on my bed. And... Um, I wasn't doing anything and I was just thinking to myself like, man, like I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to do whatever I did, whatever. And it's just going to be the same redundancy every day. I need more to do whatever it might be. And I was just, and I was just about to fall into, like I was stressing over things too, just cause like I'm planning a lot of things for this anniversary coming up later in the month. And like a part of me was just like, yo, shut up. A part of me just said, yo, shut up. Huh. it's like a part of like it's like i have two things like two different like people in my head just going back and forth let me not say that again <laughs> but i just told myself yo shut up like can you be grateful for the fact that your family is healthy can you be grateful for the fact that you know what i'm saying although you may not have a job right now like your parents and people around you your sisters are making sure that you're good like you have a free place to live right now yo shut up um and I will say, man, all this pressure, it makes us do dumb things. It does. Pressure makes us do dumb things. Um, and I want to read this because I want you to understand the, the importance of patience. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we, not, if we, if we do not give up. If we do not give up. You have to understand that. Hmm? There's a stipulation there. It's not just saying that, hey, don't grow weary, you know what I'm saying? In due season, you will reap. It says all of that if you don't give up, if you have patience, if you're able to endure in your due season. Man, I will tell you this. Due season is starting to become quite triggering to me because I want my season to be now. But the Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his time. And sometimes the time that we want is not the same time that God says now. And that's okay. But what we have to understand is we have to have patience when we have to keep a cool head because that pressure is going to fall on us while we're waiting for that due time. That's why the Bible says if you don't give up, you will get it. You will get it. So we're going to talk about the moral of Saul's story. What do you do under pressure? What did Saul do under pressure? And he had two mistakes that really did it for him. I think the moral of Saul's story is cracking under pressure. That's exactly what he did. Um, and there's two main mistakes that really just did it for him, like really just ruined him. Um, but we're going to talk about his first mistake. I believe it was his first mistake. Um, well, he made multiple mistakes, but this was, was real, like real big, like bad mistake. And it's in First Samuel chapter 13. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to start at verse 8. I'm going to set the stage. So right now you have uh, Saul. And he, they're like the children of Israel, like the armies of the living God, they're about to go up against the Philistines. And the Philistines came out this time. The Philistines came out with like, I don't know if it was like 30,000 soldiers, whatever it might have been. And like, they got scared. The children of Israel got scared and they started to hide in caves and everything. And Samuel, who was a prophet at that time, because you had... You know, you had your kings and then you had your your prophets and Samuel was the former judge um, and they had different jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like Sam, Samuel was the guy that's supposed to communicate with God um, through burnt offerings and all that different stuff and then relay the different messages to Saul. Right. 
So Samuel's like, okay, I'm going to be there in seven days to give a burnt offering to God. And we're going to know exactly what we're going to do. Cause you know, they're just hiding in caves. Um, so seven days, Oh, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's actually start to read it before I go on. So first Samuel chapter 13, verse eight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it all before you actually read. And he tarried seven days, right? This talking about Saul, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed, but Samuel came not in, not to Gilgal. So you see that, you know, Samuel said he's going to come seven days. It looks like he's not about to come in seven days. And then the people were scattered from him. They were scattered from, from Saul. They were hiding in caves everywhere because they were scared of the Philistines. And Saul said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he made an end of the offering, of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me and that thou camest not within the days appointed and that the Philistines gathered themselves together to Michmash. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly, thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever, but now thy kingdom shall not continue the Lord has sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. May God bless your hearing and the reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So, what just happened in that passage? What happened is that Saul was supposed to wait for Samuel to come seven days later and bring the burnt offering so that they would know what God wanted them to do in that very sticky situation. Um, but Saul didn't wait. Well, he waited for some time, but then when it looked like Samuel just wasn't going to show up, he just went ahead and gave the burnt offering himself. So what exactly did Saul do wrong? Well, by the law that God gave them, the command that God gave them, the king was not supposed to do the burnt offering. That's what Samuel was supposed to do. That's why he was coming to the battlefield in the first place. The king was not supposed to do that. So what happened was that as the time, as the clock was ticking and it looked like Samuel was nowhere to be found, Saul had a decision to make and he made the decision to move on without him and do the burnt offering to try and inquire, with the, um, to try and give to God, even though that wasn't his job. God said that that wasn't his job. Um, he did it anyways. He drew up his own play. And that was wrong. It And ultimately, like Samuel said, was, you know, he went against the commandment of the Lord God. And um, that was disobedience of God's law. And Saul knew that, but he did it anyways. So how does this relate to our lifestyle? Um, well, you know, maybe it's not 30,000 Philistines gathering around you and making you feel a whole bunch of pressure to make a move. Um, maybe it's post-grad like myself. Maybe it's um, just your parents, maybe it's the clock, the, the clock is ticking, whatever it might be, you have pressure on you right now. And for whatever reason, maybe God's telling you something that like, this is going to happen. Um, but you have to be very, very patient for it that, you know, a lot of things that maybe the visions that you had, the promises that you had for 2020, you haven't received them yet. Or maybe it's outside of 2020, you're just tired. You're tired of working, you're tired of feeling all this pressure on you. And you've come to the point where you feel like you need to make a decision. Maybe you have to draw up your own play maybe you have to do this you have to go left you have to go right but before you make any decision 
I want you to understand something. Whatever decision that you make must be led by God. Because a lot of times what we do is when we get in these moments of high pressure, we start to draw up our own plays. And sometimes that that play that you made is in complete contrast to what God wants you to do at the moment. But you're just going to do it anyways because you thought it was the wisest thing to do. And not even maybe it's not even that you thought it was the wisest thing to do. You just had a whole bunch of pressure on you. So you made a decision because you were scared or because you were impatient, because you were worried. I do like Saul a little bit just because I, I mean, I like him. I don't think I should hate him. He was honest. He was honest with why he did that. He did it because, man, the Philistines were coming. It looks like you weren't showing up and he cracked under pressure. For us, it may not be, like I said, the Philistines, but it could be the clock. It could be the scoreboard. You know, the the thing that says that you're losing in life every day that you wake up. The thing that causes all of your anxiety because you feel like you're not enough. You feel like you're not doing enough. Um, You feel like everybody else is better than you. You feel like everybody else has their life together but you. And if you look back in your life, all your wins and losses look like you have more losses than win. The scoreboard, you know what I'm talking about. Um, The clock. You know, you, you need to be here by this time. Or you're 20 years old and you still haven't done A, B, and C. While there's other 20-year-olds doing D, C, and E. Oh, wow. I don't know my alphabet, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, a lot of us are watching the clock. And my dad said something last Sunday. He said, you know, you might be looking at that clock. You know, the two-hand clock or three-hand clock, whatever it might be. Because, um, I mean, the little one should be a hand, right? Anyways, you may be looking at that clock and it's not moving. I mean, I don't know many people who can actually trace the clock moving. Like, you must have great eyes, 2020 vision, right? Um, but it is moving. Nonetheless, it is moving. So a lot of times we may look at our situations like we look at a clock and we feel like, man, nothing is changing. But truthfully, things can be changing. God can be working out your situation, but it's just hard to see. It's hard to see at the moment. So the question is, what exactly do you do? What do you do when you fall under pressure? What do you do when you're too trapped up with the cares of this world? I mean, look at what we talked about last week. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we talked about how in Mark chapter 4, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. Um, what was the other one? The lust of other things can cause us to be unfruitful in some type of manner, right? We talked about that. So what do you do when you're under pressure? We have to understand that there are consequences to cracking under pressure. And pressure is going to be there. Pressure is going to be there. Um, But make sure that that pressure doesn't doesn't push you in a direction to where now you're trying to draw up your own play without even, you know, talking to God. Or even if, you know, if God maybe told you something and he told you to wait and you now have heard what he told you to do. But you're still drawing up your own play because you're scared that maybe whatever God said is not going to come true or maybe you're going to get eaten up by the Philistines. Um, You know, when we were talking, um, when we were uh, in Sunday school, like, you know, when this whole message was being originated, um, if that's I don't know if I said that the right way originated, but, (laughs) you know, some words just sound weird. But, you know, in Sunday school, the the lesson was titled The Self-Will of Saul because he acted on his own self-will. But it's our job to endure that pressure. 
not just come up. We're not supposed to call no audible. Like that's that's not unless God has prompted you to do so. You're not supposed to call an audible. But let's talk about somebody else who's called an audible. You know, in the midst amidst all the pressure, and that's Abraham. Father Abraham has many sons. That guy, literally, yeah, that guy. Um, he called an audible, or I get at least his wife did. I mean, he listened to his wife, even though that's not exactly what God wanted him to do. I would, I would ask you guys, implore you guys to read Genesis chapter 16. Really read this, the story of Abraham. Um, and I believe that starts around chapter 10, chapter 11, something like that. Um, but Abraham is the father of the children of Israel. Um, and through that lineage came Jesus Christ and all that, right? Um, and what, what Abraham did, cause I'm not going to read, I'm just going to talk about the story, but God promised Abraham that you are going to, from your seed, like from you and Sarah, you're going to have sons and you're going to have a whole nation come from you. Um, but the thing is they were old, they were old, both him and his wife were old. So you can see how that created pressure. How in the world am I supposed to receive this promise of God? If I'm old, I'm not supposed to be bearing children at this time. That's pressure right there. God told you something. God told him something. But the pressure starts to set in of like, man, well, God's promise needs to come true. It needs to come true. It needs to come true. So much so to the point where his wife says, God promised you this and I am just too barren and too old to give it to you. So go ahead and lie with this servant that we have in the house here from Egypt, Haggai. And he did. And they had a son. His name was Ishmael. But the thing is, Ishmael wasn't the promised child that God was talking about. And ultimately, that entire debacle ended up in two women getting, well, one woman getting jealous of the other and getting casted out. And her, the, the servant lady, um, Haggai, and um, her son Ishmael was casted out of Abraham's house by uh, Abraham's wife because she got jealous. And what did that lead to? That's a whole historian topic because, you know, people, um, not people say, but theologians say that um, Ishmael was the is a father of, you know, um, Arabia. But that's a history lesson that I need to study into more. But it, it gets really interesting because I've heard it before, but I just don't know it enough to recite it and everything. But um, I will say that it really just amounted to nothing in in the context of achieving the promise. If anything, it just resorted in this context, it resorted in people getting kicked out of a house because they didn't have the patience and they called their own play. And what did they do? Did it get them closer to the promise? It didn't do anything. If anything, it, it made a divergent step away from the promise. God gave them a promise. Maybe he given you a promise. Maybe he told you something to do. But because you're feeling so much pressure from all these different angles, you're starting to be tempted to make a decision, maybe. And maybe that decision is exactly what the enemy wants you to make. But God didn't prompt you to make that decision. The pressure prompted you to make that decision. Chill. Relax. Just just put put the gun back in the holster, buddy. Slow down, buckaroo. Let's talk about this some more. Because I will tell you, you know, the pressure, the pressure has purpose. You know what I'm saying? But... We have to understand the purpose, because if we don't understand the purpose, then we're most likely going to be, you know, even more inclined to allowing the pressure to make us draw an audible. Um, and I want to read this one place in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. I recommend you read Deuteronomy chapter eight. And I believe I've talked about it before, um, at least like briefly. 
Um, this is when God was talking to the children of Israel. And he said, and thou shalt remember all the way, which, excuse me, and thou shalt remember all the way, which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no. The purpose of walking in the wilderness, the purpose of going through the mud, the purpose of feeling that pressure feeling that pressure is to mold you is to humble you is to prove you is to see what you're really about to see if you would stay on track it's not to break you and do recognize that when you crack under pressure there's always going to be consequences when Saul cracked under pressure his spot was taken spot check David came in because he couldn't handle it but you don't want to be that person that can't handle it so you have to understand, train your brain to understand that this pressure that you're going through right now is not for your demise, but it's for the glorification of God. Understand that. It's not for your demise. It's not meant to kill you. It's not meant to break you. It's not meant to make you crack. Although it may be very deceiving at sometimes, it may seem like that's what it's for. That's not what it's for. It has purpose and its purpose is to better you. Or even if it's not to better you, it's just to let's see what Emmanuel does when it looks like there's no end. Let's see what you do when it looks like the Philistines, 30,000 of them are surrounding you. What will you do then? Will you still believe that what I told you was the truth or were you gonna, are you going to call God a liar? Maybe that's what it's about. Multitude of reasons. Um, but don't crack. Just don't crack. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the opportunity you've given me to speak to your children, God. Um, we're feeling the pressure. We are feeling the pressure. We do. We feel it every day. And sometimes you just wake up in the morning. That's all we could think about. Go to sleep at night. Stay up late. Like staying late. Staying up late is not even funny anymore because I was just thinking about the pressure, God. But Father God, we're not going to crack. We realize that it's purpose to it, Lord. This is not the end for us, God. It's going to be hard, but we're going to get out at the at the other side of this, God. In fact, God, we're so happy right now. We're just thankful for even making it this far. We'll think, we're thankful for where we're at in life and the people that you've put around us, God. We're thankful, God. Father God, we're thankful because we know what you're going to do, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you please help us to be patient. Help us to have a cool head. Um, help us to just continue to have faith in the promise that you've given us, God, and to hold on to it, Lord Jesus. There'd be times that maybe we decide to diverge from that promise and try to draw up our own plays, Father God, but help us stop us. Help us to be wise, not in our own eyes, Father God, not our own wisdom, not our own understanding, Father God, but to lean on you, Lord Jesus. Just have faith in you to trust in you, oh God. And don't let our next step be a step without your goal, without your allowance, without us inquiring with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, go out and have an amazing week. The pressure still may be there. This this verse doesn't make all the pressure go away. That's not wasn't the purpose of anything I said. But it was to help you in it while you're in it. Don't crack. You have the ability to make it through. It has purpose. Don't crack. Love you guys. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with the friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, 
Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.